0: Hey guys, so today is the day. It has arrived. So, um, in today's episode, basically, what I'm going to do is just lay out my predictions, or yeah, predictions for how this election is going to go, and also briefly kind of lay out my case for why I voted for Trump and why he should be reelected. So, I'm going to get to all of that. My name is Sean Clinton, and this is God of Freedom Show Election Prediction Special. Okay, so let's just, yeah, let's jump right into it. I hope everyone is having a great week so far. And I know a lot of people are on edge to what's going to happen or not, whether Biden's going to win or Trump's going to win. We will simply find out today uh, or or tonight. But again, like I said in kind of the beginning, I'm going to basically lay out my prediction on how I think the election is going to go. I actually have two predictions more of a kind of a lower estimate prediction for Trump. And then um, the, kind of the higher estimate. How I think it would all go. So first off, let's just jump to the electoral map for 2016. So I'm going to put it on the screen right here. So basically you can see this is the map for 2016. And if you look at electoral votes, you know, Trump won it by 306 electoral votes to Hillary Clinton's 232 now now it's important to pay attention to some of the states right here so a lot of the so-called you know battleground states um, this time around it will be Florida Arizona North Carolina Wisconsin Michigan and Pennsylvania those are the key states that we all need to look out for so in 2016 as you can see right here that, you know, Trump won Florida, he won Arizona, and then he won all three, Wisconsin, uh, Michigan, and Pennsylvania, and he also won North Carolina. So, and it's pretty easy to say, at least for more of the two southern states, Florida and North Carolina, right here, you know, I don't think, you know, he's in much danger of losing those two. As far as the election. But you know. Jump to Arizona. I mean it is pretty tight in Arizona too. And then the three states. Up kind of north. Those are very very competitive right now. So let's jump to. My predictions right here. So this right here. Is my lower estimate prediction. uh, For the election for 2020. So what I have right here. Is obviously Trump winning by 295. Electoral votes. Versus 243 for Biden. So, if you... you You can go back to look at the electoral map of 2016. So, kind of the difference is... Between those two... Is that... I have him... Losing Wisconsin. And then, for Maine... Of North, I have... You know, Biden winning... All... The entire state. So, and... Honestly, if you look at the polling... For a lot of these states, I mean, it's not far off, honestly. Um, for let's go, to Wisconsin is Biden has a seven point. No, sorry, yeah, Biden has a seven point two or so lead in Wisconsin, for, according to the Roker politics. Let me make sure that's right. I'm just going that on top of my head. Wisconsin, real clear politics. And real clear Poli- politics, in my opinion, is kind of the best in f- as far as... Or one of the best as far as kind of polls and everything. You know, they are generally pretty, uh, you know, stable and are pretty good at... Uh, sorry, pretty good at bringing out information and all that. So, okay. So, I was, I was a little off. So, the real clear politics average for... Wisconsin is six point seven. So Biden is in lead for by six point seven. So based on that, and that's why it's kind of the lower estimate. I do have him Trump losing that state. Now, if we go to Michigan, Michigan, you know, he won last time in twenty sixteen, and for the kind of the lower estimate version this time around, I do have him. Winning the state again. And this was, this state was a, a hard pressed state to say the least. This was one of the key battleground states, including also that Pennsylvania, included, was one of those two. But, but Michigan is also is pretty darn competitive last time I checked. If it will pull up. Thank you. So, as far as Michigan, Michigan is actually pretty darn tight. So, for the real career politics average for Michigan is 4.2 with Biden lead. and That's That's pretty good. That's really good for Trump because that's in the margin area for him. And also, as far as... So, we put aside the polling for a second. Michigan has also been, a, obviously, been a high bed um, this year because of what the governor, Governor Whitmer... Has done in response to COVID, like she has acted like a dictator, like dictator, just fascist all throughout (laughs) COVID. Like now, she recently put out this statement saying that if you go to a restaurant, you got to give your name, your address, I think your even your telephone number too. They're doing some kind of like contract tracing nonsense or whatever. Come on. Come on, guys. So, it's easy to see, like, for Trump to really ramstack that state to win it, win it, because I think the people in Michigan, I've seen a lot of people in Michigan come out saying, okay, enough of this BS, we're going to vote for Trump. So, the key state is Pennsylvania, and I do have him winning Pennsylvania, too, in this prediction, the lower estimate prediction. And the reason why I say prediction, um, uh, I say Pennsylvania is went for Trump, is because just the just the way the Biden campaign has been working. You know, he said he said, you know, I'm not going to ban fracking. That's a lie from Trump. That's a propaganda from Trump. I'm not going to ban fracking. There's tape of him and Kamala Harris saying that they're going to ban fracking, and they Kamala Harris co-sponsored the Green New Deal. In which the people of Pennsylvania are not going to be up for. They're not going to be up for it at all. And also the rise in uh, Philadelphia is a key component too. So I think really, and based off the rallies that happened in Pennsylvania the last two days, I think Pennsylvania is definitely a win for Trump. Definitely a win. So kind of move around right here, go to Florida. You know, it also is the same ordeal. Well, so, again, this is my, again, lower estimate prediction. Which, I don't, I personally don't think this is far off for what's going to happen, maybe. But, we'll see, that's why I have two predictions. One kind of lower estimate, and one kind of higher estimate. The kind of, so, and I think kind of the actual result is going to be in the medium. In the kind of the middle of those two. So, let's jump to the, the higher estimate prediction. So, here, I have him winning... Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania, and what's different this time around is that I haven't won uh, uh Minnesota too, as Minnesota is pretty darn tight too, as well. It's about a four point lead for Biden, which again is in the margin error for Trump. So that's he could very well win Pennsylvania. Uh, sorry, uh, Minnesota. So that would be really inter- interesting to see. So, obvious, obviously, as you see from my prediction, I think Trump will definitely win this election. Um, is It all depends on whether it's going to be a close race or kind of a more uh, bigger win for Trump. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see what's going to happen, honestly. So, I mean, again, take these predictions with predictions with a grain of salt, honestly, because anything, anything can happen. Honestly, back in 2016, I didn't think Trump would win. I did not think he would win, but he did. So, again, take my prediction, predictions with a grain of salt at this point. Alrighty, so to kind of give you my case, my personal case of why Trump should be re-elected, in my opinion, I have four points for that. So, point number one is policy. So, when he was elected, I did not think he would, um I personally think, well, I did vote for him in 2016, I did, but, and that was really to stop Hillary from becoming president because she was so awful in many in many ways, but I just didn't think, because all, all his, of his kind of famous life, Trump was more kind of a moderate to Democrat leaning guy. So I didn't think he'll actually govern conservatively. I thought he'll govern more in the middle, make concessions to Democrats or whatever. But he hasn't. He has. He's actually governed more conservatively than any other president in my lifetime. And it is important to point out, the only other Republican president in my lifetime was uh, George, Bush, George W. Bush. So, I mean, it's whatever, but still, I- I've seen many people saying, you know... He's the most conservative president we had ever since Reagan. Reagan was obviously the most one of the most conservative presidents we ever had in this country, and probably considered one of the best in this country. But you know, President Trump has done government pretty conservatively. Like he passed the tax cuts, in which you know did lower taxes taxes for many people all throughout the country, and I, and I don't mean the rich. I mean actually the kind of lower middle class people. Actually the upper class people, like 20% 20%, or upper 1%, they saw a tax increase with this this bill. So, the whole idea that it was only tax cuts for the rich is a complete lie. Um, Another thing is, you know, he's cut regulations, you know, nonsense governmental regulations and everything, so that's good. He also, he's moved the embassy of Israel, or the US embassy of Israel, into the cap, into Israel's capital, which is Jerusalem, which was a was a historic, great move by him. And, you know, that's something that presidents in the past have said no, they're going to do over and over again. I think Clinton said that he's going to do it. Bush said he's going to do it. Obama said he's going to do it. But none of them did it. Trump said he going to do it, and he did it. Which is, again, he has fulfilled his promises. He's been... Very pro-life in his uh, policy. He's, you know, did a number of things to defund uh, Planned Parenthood. You know, they are still funded, unfortunately. But, you know, that's really because it really comes down to whether Congress needs to pass something like that so he can do it on the whim. But he has done a lot of work try to get them partial, at least partially defunded and everything. So yes. And he's been very pro-life as far as um, his presidency. Um, another thing. Um, and really, as far as his, you know, governance, again, he has not really, like, grown his power, if if you will. Especially, like, let's go to COVID. You know, in, during COVID, every other president, I think, Obama, I think even Bush, would have grown their power. They would have probably done a national lockdown and everything. Maybe a national mask mandate. But, with Trump, he didn't do that. He recommended some things, some restrictions, he recommended it. But, he left it up to the states to do what they wanted. Which is terrific. No other, I I can't name another president besides Reagan who would have done that. It's It's fantastic. And really good on him. Because, there's no way Biden would do that. No way. No way possible. And, again, we live in a federalist nation, which the power is divided by the state governments and the federal government. And whatever the federal government doesn't have power-wise, it is moved back to the states. And the power of the federal government is completely laid out in the Constitution. So it does... So it's great to see a president, the president of the United States, actually following that, following that process. It's really great. So, point number two is that, you know, his character, and let's just say his character is not <laughs> the greatest. That's why, really, in 2016, I wasn't really a big fan of him. I, I did not support him in the primaries. I was a Ben Carson fan. I voted for him in the, in the primaries, but, you know, he won the primaries, and he, so it became a race between Trump and Clinton. But, you know, again, the biggest turnoff I have with him was his character, his just toxicity and divisiveness and everything. But it just, it, it bothered me. And so I mean, it still does bother me to this day. But the thing is, this time around, it is all baked into cake. So him being reelected, my, me voting for him, That's not going to change that one way or another. He's still going to be the same guy <laughs> no matter what. So that's that doesn't change at all. Um, another thing, point, is kind of the values behind him. So, kind of go back to his character. Um, I just, from what I'm seeing, um, he, he can very well recently, uh, change that. But I don't see him, personally, I don't see that he's actually a follower of Christ, if you will. Um, he p- kind of plays a lip service to it. Um, he, he sees the fear of God, at least, which is a, a good thing. But doesn't seem kind of the going down of the path of you know being a follower of Christ, at least not yet, because he's famously one famously said that he has no need to repent, which is nonsense. Everybody, everybody needs to repent. Everybody, no matter who you are. But again, put that put that aside. That kind of the values that he's at least protecting and pushing is really great. It's actually is something that Christians can support like he's you know he again he is pro-life in, in a lot of ways he's you know done whatever he can to you know protect the unborn with his anything within his power um, but and he's been a staunch supporter for the March for Life and all that but he's also been a big protector for religious liberty which is fantastic in many ways so and again you don't have to I mean it's it'll be great that he was if he would follow Christ and that would be a great moment for him if he does come out and saying you know I'm a follower of Christ now and I've've repented and everything that would be fantastic but on a on a kind of more positive side you know he does advocate and wants to support religious religious liberty and again he does seem to fear God at least so that's all that's all good right there and on the flip side, to go to Biden, you know he doesn't doesn't have those those values. He, you know, he supports abortion on demand. He's fine with um, you know sex switching, if you will, like people saying that oh I'm a girl now or whatever. If you're a guy, biological man, you can instead of say oh I'm a I'm a woman now, and Biden is okay with that, even with children and everything and just he has support of socialism and just all sorts of nonsense that really that Christians have no business in supporting. So again, you don't have to like Trump's character, but again, look at the values, the people behind him and all that behind them. And just tell me how can a Christian vote for someone like Biden with all his all the ideas that he has and all the people around him, versus Trump, who personally per, Trump personally is not completely likable, but the people around him and the values he pushes is, falls in line with what Christians should or usually believe. So that's not really a big choice right there. But number four, Democrats have lost their effing minds. This is probably the key point right here. They have lost their minds. So this was... This... There's this a kind of saying that went around in 2016. When uh, Trump won, it, it was this saying. All Democrats had to do was not be insane. That's all they had to do. I've said this before on my show. Um, like I think a couple of times. This was that all Democrats had to do was not be crazy. And they have failed miserably at that, that. Failed. They have gone... So they have moved so far to the left. Now that you know, they have openly, openly embraced social, socialism. They openly embrace abortion on demand, and they react everything that Trump does in the worst way possible. And you recall with uh, Brett Kavanaugh, they tried to railroad his nomination, and everything. The media mask has completely come off. But they had just gone insane. Completely insane. So, that's why, like, just the way they've gone, I just don't feel comfortable with them running the country. They don't, they don't, they don't need that power. We can't give them that power. So, that's why, again, I voted for Trump, and that's why he needs to win re-election. So, and I hope many people, many of y'all, you know, take that into consideration. Do you want a party, aside, that... Supports, kind of the Reformation, complete Reformation of America, destroying the founding values and principles of this country, and and everything, or versus a guy who's personally unlikable but will protect those values and principles. I mean, that's come on, that's that's a pretty easy decision if decision, especially if you believe in those values and principles. Alrighty, so uh, I think that's all I have for this segment right here. It's g- it was going to be short anyways, so yeah, so we'll see what happens. It's going to be very interesting to see what's going to happen in this election. <sighs> we'll find out tonight. So I'll be back here on um, on this weekend with uh, the, fi- the election results and all that, so I'll see y'all then. My name is Sean Clifton, and this was The Guy to Freedom Show. If you enjoyed this episode of The God of Freedom Show, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Remember, you can find the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Anchor. Thank you for listening or watching.